So today is a very special episode because Ryan and I are sitting down with my best friend, my girlfriend, Rhonda. So welcome, Rhonda. Welcome to uh, Is This Adulthood? Thank you for having me. Did you have a few bubblies last night on your on your mommy night off? I I had, um yeah, well, actually, no, I had a bottle of red wine. Um, I have leftover champagne for my birthday that I forgot to bring. I'm surprised you have leftover champagne considering how much we drank. I know. And Ryan, you thought it was a three-year-old's birthday. It was my birthday in your last podcast. But Katie Jones, when she first talked about it, was, I think that she was hanging out with three-year-olds. Your daughter was there. Your daughter was there. And then Katie was getting drunk. Right? Drunk is an aggressive word, but yes, I was drinking. But okay. okay, sorry, Katie was drinking. This is exciting. I always like having a guest. I know we had Riley on as well, and now Rhonda. We just love the R's, the don't R's, we? R's, R squared. R squared. Yeah, our guest. So we're looking for another another person that's name starts with an R for another week. And uh, Katie, what are we talking about today? I stole your line today. Ooh. Don't do that again. But um, so. Obviously, the focus of our podcast is... Ta- me! It's about me. <laughs> well, that's not true at all. But the focus of our podcast is obviously, is this adulthood? So just talking about situations that I don't even think it's necessarily what millennials and 20-year-olds are going through. I think a lot of the different topics we talk about can be, you know, very helpful and insightful to a lot of people, love, careers, relationships. But the focus of today is talking about the millennial mom. Now, my girlfriend Rhonda, who looks wonderful in Ryan's sweater, she has a beautiful little daughter, Charlie. So why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and then we'll kind of dive into it a bit. Yeah, so so uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's so fun to be here. Um, I was, I got I got married at 22. I was four months pregnant with Charlie, and then I turned 23. I had her, and my life changed forever for the better. You and uh, Charlie's father co-parent fantastically, but what is it like being Charlie's mom at a young age? Um, I mean, I, I, I always said I wanted to have kids or a kid young. I said I always wanted the kid, but I don't want the man, so now I'm living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I mean, you don't have to get married to do all that. I did, um, for family reasons, but yeah, we, we split 10 months ago and our family dynamic is, is fantastic. Like, I don't think it's ever been healthier and I've never been happier. And you just, you fit the role. You, you do what you have to do. You, yeah, you just mold to your new life and it's not hard because there's so much love involved with your own kid that I don't know. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. The changes don't matter. Was there a time when, you know, you're in your early 20s and you're pregnant and then, you you know, you have your child where you're seeing your, uh, you know, your peers maybe going back to school or working and starting a career and, you know, meeting yeah. someone and then they're getting a pet and then maybe then they have a kid. Whereas like you kind of started that younger than a lot of people who are millennials. How did that feel kind of being on the outside maybe of that for a while? Maybe now you're more involved yeah. with it as your child ages? Yeah, like having kids young definitely limits your... Um like the things that you can do because in my case it was a lot of my friends were traveling they were seeing different parts of the world where I was just like I can't 
move. Like, I literally can't leave yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's just an adjustment. So, I mean, in your 20s, yeah, it, it, it definitely kind of blows sometimes when you see all your friends doing all this cool stuff. Or you see other people's relationships moving at a normal pace. And you just kind of think, like, how many steps am I skipping here? But, yeah, that's life. You just go with it. I've, that's my, uh, like, look on everything. You just adjust. No, obviously, when you bring up the concept of pro-choice and pro-life, you're tapping into uh, a lot of religious backgrounds, how you're raised. So, we're what's the thing nope. in that? Oh, Rhonda. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought that me and my boyfriend's new Android box fell over and smashed, but Rhonda, being the mother she is, put it inside without me even knowing. <laughs> when you're young, and obviously you have options at any age, was there any, what do we do, or was I'm pregnant? Um, I mean, this is gonna get super personal, but at first, like, my whole thing was, it happened so fast, like, I, um, I definitely thought that I wouldn't go down the path of having her just because we only had been dating like a year so Charlie's dad was researching for a few days and uh yeah he cried and cried and cried and he he was just so excited to be a dad so I just didn't take that away from him and then I mean we hadn't even talked about marriage at that point but yeah when I saw how excited he was it was an easy choice and when when you saw how excited he was about having a child did that almost make you in a way contemplate marriage more than maybe before because you're like we're starting a family and he seems like he's gonna you know be an awesome dad and be really excited about this let's let's create this family together um no I'm I'm kind of a step-by-step person so if if we were to have the kid and not get married I think um that actually in the long run would have been better um so no it didn't really waver my opinion on marriage I still ended up doing it um, obviously I wish I hadn't, but I did. But being a young mom also, there's all kinds of costs that come with that too. I'm oh. sure raising a kid. <laughs> so like, I would love to talk to you about that. It's just like, you know, budgeting as a young mom and maybe, I don't know if you had any family support, but that would be tough. Like, I can't imagine even right now and I'm 27 to have to support someone else in addition to myself. Yeah. I mean, luckily growing up, I have extremely educated financial based parents and every dinner table chat was about money so I am like I budget every penny and every dollar I spend and earn so I can attest to that I've been friends with Rhonda for an extremely long time and don't age me (laughs) well we're 26 and we've been so 20 yeah 21 years 22 years yeah Yeah. we've gone through a lot together 22 (laughs) Oh, no Taylor Swift on this podcast, but no, um, everything's going to be all right. We're putting it in. When I'm standing next to you. (laughs) I still have, um, we just lost like five subscribers. Sorry, guys. I (laughs) just kidding. Terrible singing voice. (laughs) I just wanted to attest to the, the truthness behind what she said. Rhonda has always budgeted every penny, known where her money is going, how much she will spend, save, lose since a very I young age. It. I categorize it. So I know like, anyway, raising a kid, it, it is a lot of money. But if you if you budget, it's possible. Like people don't realize how far they can stretch their money, especially millennials, because we just don't like there's just no one's ever taught them. Fortunately, I am not in that percentage of millennials and I was able to do it. I could have done it on my own. So, yeah, I mean... 
you can make your money go far. I don't know the best way to say this, but do you ever consider yourself lucky when you look at your circumstance and how differently it could have gone? You could have gotten pregnant with Charlie with not a good guy, or he could have fought you through the separation of your divorce. Um, or, you, you know, like, have you ever thought about like, wow, you know, although we didn't work out, he is an amazing father. He's fantastic at co-parenting and he is allowing the separation to be as graceful as it can be because no matter what in life, things are hard. They're hard. It doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 50, things are going to be hard to the to people because struggles are struggles. But have you ever thought about, wow, if things have been different and I'm young, like how much harder it could have been? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm very lucky that I ended up with the like the ex that I have because some of our friends are, are going through similar situations and they have kids and they're breaking stuff off and the men that they have to deal with is oh my god I just feel so bad and I feel so lucky that you know my ex is is uh cooperating and like he's not a drinker or abuses anything so yeah I I definitely feel super lucky that um I can actually get through a phone call with him. I don't think I'd spend the whole day with him, but I can get through a phone call with him. Well, what I find interesting with that is what I've heard from people that co-parent and, you know, Katie and I watch Teen Mom. We love Teen Mom and every spinoff that comes with it is that you that the advice that I've heard is that when you're co-parenting with an ex, you've got to just become friends with them. It's not like a normal ex where you delete their number, block them on everything or whatever. If it doesn't work out, if you have a kid with them, you have to become friends with them at the very least for the sake of the child. You have to be friendly. I mean, you don't have to, you know, I personally don't think you have to have play dates together with your kids, especially at a young age, because that's just going to confuse the child. But yeah, you definitely have to, be kosher when your kids around and and when they're not around so that you can get through problems and make schedules and you know whatever you have to do as co-parenting two things that i would love to tap into because we are talking about adulting through your 20s is one thing i want to talk about finances and finding like a balance with someone you're no longer with but you share a lot of um financial expenses together and also you kind of were getting into it you know, you hear of people that are separated, but they like to have birthdays with both parents. And then there's the, oh, we don't want to cross the lines and confuse the kid. But then you don't want to also raise your kid that everything, they'll always have two Christmases, two birthdays. But how do you, how have you personally, as a young mom, navigated that? You never want Charlie to feel like you and her father are not getting along, but then you don't need to spend because you and you and charlie's dad do christmases together still right like i thought that you would you go to each other's like families no you didn't you didn't this past year well my parents and i went to his aunt's house because um funny enough my ex's aunt and my mom are best friends but wait when you say that they're best friends were they best friends before you got together with your baby your baby's father oh yeah like i i met my ex um i grew up with his cousins his cousins are my my friends and their parents are best friends with my parents and your mom they knew each other even before you were dating oh yeah yeah oh yeah did you get introduced through the family yeah yeah no way so from a young age you knew i met him when i was 14 no way. and i grew up with his cousins Yeah. yeah and when did you start dating 
oh my god i didn't speak a word to him until i was 19 i had such a huge crush on him i got so nervous no. around him that i couldn't even we would just like i from across i <laughs> flirt from across the room and it, wait is he older than you He's, yeah, he's six years older, six and a half years older. So you were 19, he was 25. Yeah, so when I was 14, it was highly illegal. Look at that <laughs> quick math, Ryan. You're not yeah. just a pretty face. <laughs> All right, so we have a very special social media little bump today because we have a special guest. So we got to include Rhonda in this. Rhonda, why don't you start us off? Sure. Yeah, you guys can follow my Instagram account at makeup your hair. Rhonda with an H at the end. Is it your like Y O U R? Or is it you are? It's, it's your P H W Z. Making up your Rhonda. You're not making me up. Make up your hair. Yeah, I know, but your some hair. people on social media they would say like you are, like the letter U and then R. I'm not making up your hair. I'm oh. making up your hair. Oh, okay, okay. Dummy. To give her. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm officially fired, I think, from this podcast. <laughs> to give everybody a little bit of context, Rhonda has always loved hair, makeup, fashion, and beauty. And um, initially started her kind of um, uh, beauty career in the world of makeup she went to school for it studied and you still definitely have a passion for that but then it ended up becoming a segue into her hair career and uh, that's where she is now she works at a fantastic and probably the best salon in Whitchurch Stouffville look us up big town you want to give a shout out to that to where I work yeah, yeah, or no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shout out at Headlines. Yeah, I work at Headlines Salon and Spa. Check it out. For any of you that definitely follow Ryan and I, if you are a uh, fan of our podcast, you probably see our social media. So it's not hard to look on my social media and find Rhonda. It's almost immediate. So give her a follow. She has a personal one. The, um, the one that she just explained is her professional account. But my God, even if you live in Toronto... She is worth the drive. She is great. So shout out to Rhonda, but let's get back to it. Now, I have so many other questions for you. Um, I mean, just like co-parenting. Uh, we're going to get into that in a second in dating as a mom. But yeah. my, my question first for you is when you first became pregnant and people started, you know, the words started getting around early 20s. You know, people are still probably university, we're college. getting around. I sent out a mass text message. Did you? <laughs> What were people's responses like? Did you feel judged by anyone? Oh, God, no. And even if I was, I would never notice because I just don't give a crap if people are judging me. That's fantastic that that is how you feel about it. But not everyone is going to have the same mentality. So as a young mom who thankfully isn't worried about peers' judgment or just anyone else's weigh in on your situation, what advice would you give to a young mom that is scared for the situation that is about to come but scared of judgment because we all have to tell our parents and then there's just the general public i mean the good thing about you know i'm i'm not a 17 year old mom i'm a i was a 23 year old mom so you know what at at that point it's really it's my life and i'm not going to be embarrassed about this beautiful life that i'm about to bring into the world that's just not something I even considered. So to all moms wondering or scared about, you know, telling your friends and family, don't be. Be excited. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's important is to just be excited. And if you're excited, that's contagious, right? Now, what about dating as a young <laughs> mom? Because, you know, obviously you said that 
your uh, marriage didn't work out and you're still co-parent with that person but you know you uh, I'm sure you started dating after that right Mm, yeah like I'm a serial dater I'm never single you know obviously I wasn't ready but uh, a few months later I I joined the uh, what's it called tinder and bumble and stuff because you know to anybody who has listened to our previous podcast and i talked about bumble she was the one that made me sign up (laughs) that was me because i it's fun because like the girl's a little bit more in control and you don't get bombarded by all these awful messages but anyway dating as a young mom after being married is a little bit um scary like it's a little bit intimidating because you just you feel like damaged goods a little bit Really? Wait, explain that a little bit more. Why Why would you feel like that? It's scary because, you know, I'm still married technically. And that's, I mean, you don't have to tell people that, but I don't know. There's a lot of things that you have to just talk about now rather than just, hey, I'm 20 and single. Like, hey, I'm 20. I'm married. I'm getting divorced. I have a kid. I live at home. Ha! Want to date me? <laughs> like, no, probably not. So I don't know. I don't know. Dating, it's uh, it's online dating is interesting. I still feel like I'm going to meet somebody in person, but it really helps me sleep at night. The swiping, you know, it just like knocks me out. So that's why I do it. Do you put in your bio that you have a child or do you wait until you get to know them better to tell them? I put it in my bio. Okay. This is interesting that you brought that up, Ryan. My So one of my cousins in England, she is a young mom as well. And she has a two-year-old daughter. And she was thinking about getting into online dating. And when I was back there in England last August, I was telling her how you got me into it months ago. I know this is kind of weird because podcasts are audio, so you might be trying to put the months together, but there was a time that Rhonda introduced me to the online dating world, and I was kind of having fun with it, and then I went to England, and my my cousin is separated from the father of her daughter as well, and she was really hung up on how to present herself online, so this is something I want to talk about. In one way, she goes... I don't feel the need to disclose in my bio, my Tinder or my uh, my Bumble bio that I have a daughter. If I don't know you, why do you deserve or have the right to know I have a beautiful, amazing daughter? You don't know me yet. But then the other side of it is when you have a kid, I feel like for a lot of people, especially you, Rhonda, you are such an independent person, but Charlie is a massive part of your identity now. You're still Rhonda. She's never taken that away from you. But... Charlie is hugely who you are. So to not include your child in your bio. So basically what I want to ask you is how did you decide what you were going to do? Or was it very clear? Because my cousin just thought I either want people to know right away or no, I I haven't even met you. What? Why do you deserve to know I have a daughter? Like that's not your business. I mean, I I get that not wanting to disclose so much personal information in a bio. But at the same time, you look at people's bio and it's like a quick little snippet of about yourself. Okay, I have dogs. I fish. I do this. This is my job, my height and my whatever. What you know, it's so and she's like my number. That's the first thing I think about is like, okay, so I'm a dog mom. I'm a human mom. 
Like, I just, just a, it, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, if, if anyone is listening and they're hearing some noise in the background, it's a lawnmower because we are recording outside. It's a beautiful day, and we decided to do it in Katie's backyard today. Yeah. And I love when stuff like this happens. Um, listeners, or Rhonda, if you know this, one of the first podcasts that Ryan and I ever recorded, we did it at my family home where we are right now, but it was uh, it was getting into winter, fall, cold time, so we're like, let's record in my room. Well, I didn't know when I set the, uh, the meeting up that... Somebody was going to do home renovations on the kitchen with a drill. So we'd be talking. And it went on for like how long, Ryan? Like a few hours? That episode definitely took a lot of editing. We had to edit out some of those noises and we had to repeat ourselves a lot. Uh, Yeah, the episode we probably recorded for like an hour for like a 25 minute episode. So, Rhonda, one of the things that I absolutely admire and love about you, which I have for a long time, way before Charlie, is the amount of respect you have for yourself. You own your decisions and you take pride, even in your mistakes. Yeah, I made that mistake, but I made it for a reason. I've definitely learned from it, but I'm not going to lose confidence. You are a very confident person, and that's one of your best qualities. You have many, unlike Ryan. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. But um, what would you say to women that maybe don't have that? They don't have it. I don't know. Get some. Seriously. <laughs> I think it's a bit more difficult than that. You can't go buy it on Amazon. <laughs> Our sarcastic sense of yeah, humor sorry. is literally exact to a T. Yeah. But no, really, the the young woman that is maybe pregnant or really trying to decide how she's going to internalize what people are going to think of her, someone that just doesn't have the self-confidence that you have, what would you say to them? I mean... I think that you just need a support system. Like if you're if you're scared and you're alone and you just you need to have family and friends or something that's going to like help you. You're going to need help if you're scared, you know? So try not to be so scared. It's not it's not that hard, guys. Come on. Just kids. How long <laughs> when you're starting to talk to someone or see someone, date someone, how long does it take until you introduce them to Charlie? Charlie was about 15 months when my ex and I split um, and the first guy I started like seeing afterwards um, met Charlie actually at, at Katie's work <laughs> and uh, hashtag best friends forever and ever and ever <laughs> but I made that mistake because m- mentally I thought you know what she's young enough even if this doesn't work out she won't remember and you know we did end up breaking it off and to this day every time I bring up Katie or the pub or that is is you know is he coming is he coming and she'll say his name like she actually remembers his name even now to like to this day yeah yeah no and yeah it's crazy so so I've made that uh I've learned that lesson I won't do it again like unless I don't know I think I'd probably wait like a year wow a a year yeah really yeah of course kids are young and innocent so you can always if you do feel like okay I'm not going to introduce this person right away but I really like this person we're spending a lot of time together so I don't want to have to wait a year because I want to be able to see my daughter or son plus the person I'm dating you could always say this is a friend from work or in Ryan's case a friend from school or it probably gets confusing though for the child I would think I know I know what you're saying Katie but like mom you have a lot of friends from work Yeah, and they're always men. They yeah. all seem to be men. Yeah, and they always have a six-pack, and they're just walking around oh. without a shirt on. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I want to work wherever you work. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm kidding. The next topic that I want to talk about with you is uh, Katie actually told me this story. I think you're aware that she told me this story about how you've been on dates before from the whole online uh, dating apps, you know, phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And you've gone to the date and the person just hasn't shown up. And you said that, I, I think from what I've heard, that you've said that that's happened like 90% of the times. How traumatizing and yeah. how rude. Yeah, it's hard. Like when you're trying, like dating now is so different. And I remember going on Plenty of Fish like before I met my ex and uh, it worked out. Like I had one great boyfriend and it lasted for like 10 months and then I never used it again and then I got married. But now like online dating apps have totally changed. And I think 90 to 95% of the, the profiles on there are not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like have you had that where someone's catfished you? I, I don't know the terminology. You guys know all the lingo, but I, uh, yeah, I think so. I think I've been catfished almost every single time. Like, I won't actually go to the date. Like, they'll set, we'll set a day, we'll set a time, maybe not a place, and then you just, like, don't hear from them that day or the day before. And I'm not going to drive out to Timbuktu if I don't hear from you the same day that we've made plans. So, and that happens a lot where they just, they just disappear on the day of the date. And I, I don't actually, you know, go and not, you know, be left alone in a bar but it it does happen a lot where I just don't end up doing anything that night but I think also like in life the more you put yourself out there the more you are going to be susceptible to either acceptance or reject rejection and I remember when I I wasn't on the dating apps for very long but when I was I remember calling Rhonda and I said okay I'm supposed to meet up with this person I'm so nervous and I remember you saying well why are you nervous and I said well what if like they don't think I'm as pretty as they thought of my pictures or what if I can't seem to strike up a conversation or what if I'm not charming or witty or funny enough as every single person on this planet feels on a first date to an extent but Rhonda went well why would you be feeling that way I said well what do you mean like I don't know this person he goes you should be worried that he's not going to fulfill that stuff. And I say he because I am heterosexual, but that's to any person that's going on a date. You should be worried that that person is not going to live up to that stuff. And it clicked in me. Did I'm not saying it didn't take away all my nerves, but I thought, yeah, why am I sitting here worried that I'm not going to be funny enough or charismatic enough or charming enough? Rhonda goes, you should be worried that he's not going to be those things. And you're wasting your time because naturally I feel like I mean to each their own there are some heavy narcissists and there are some people that massively doubt themselves but for the majority a lot of people are humble with a certain degree of lacking self-confidence and yeah she just said I don't know why you're stressed out about you not thinking you're cute enough what if he isn't and honestly Rhonda I've thought about that like I said, I didn't do the online dating thing for long, but I'm really good at advice. She's really, really good. <laughs> no, but I did think about it, and I was like, I wanted to spread that advice to so many people, whether it's going in for a job interview or a first date or anything. Stop worrying that you're not enough, and question if they're not good enough. Don't think. Yeah. Maybe this them. job isn't. Yeah. Maybe, what if I'm not good enough for this job? What if this job isn't good enough for you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot more advice. <laughs> I think I feel like maybe now, Katie Jones, all of your advice is coming from Rhonda, yeah. and you're just taking credit. Yeah. All the advice you give me. It's true. You broke my microphone. 
<laughs> I didn't break her microphone. Let's just put that out there. Thank you, Rhonda, so much for coming here and chatting with us. Yeah. You had a lot of great advice, and your life experience already in your mid-20s is just so awesome. And I just have to say that anybody can do it. It's not that hard, guys. You can do it. You can Actually, do it. Before we do wrap this up, can you just give a little bit of an anecdote what Charlie is like? Oh, yeah, for sure. You made me nervous there. But, yeah, Charlie is the funniest kid i know she makes you so angry and so happy all at the same time like she's full of energy and full of life charlie is such a light kid she's light-hearted she has really really curly hair that she gets in my opinion from her father and Rhonda's mom as well i perm my mom's hair <laughs> well that's true she's got big big brown eyes she weighs barely nothing because she's just such a light kid she is skeptical of people because she I think she's smart enough to know don't trust everyone but she's not like she's when I say that I'm not saying she's weird I'm saying she's just not gonna run up to anyone and everyone but give her a few moments with you and she's just such a she's cool just, you know, kid she's making her list she's checking it twice she's checking her finances and, and just, she's <laughs> gonna find out that mommy is always naughty <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna wrap things up it sounds like Charlie's a really great kid and it makes sense because you seem like a really great mom and great person so thank you for joining us today for having me guys it's so fun hopefully we'll have you back very soon yeah, we can get more into detail about stuff <laughs> so don't forget to follow Rhonda her Instagram what is it again? Makeup your hair Rhonda H and uh, keep listening and anyone that is kind of a fan of our podcast and you want to be another one of our guests slash co-hosts give us a dm because i think i like it but your name has to start with an r so (laughs) i like it too but i kind of think katie's slowly trying to replace me and these are her auditions anyways (laughs) i'm gonna leave it on that and don't forget to subscribe bye bye bye